G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We're back today talking about one of those dimensions where we contemplate what happens to us when we die because there are obviously those thoughts of heaven and hell and those are very, very significant and you might even say bread and butter for Christianity. After all, Jesus told his disciples he was going to prepare a place for them and the place he was preparing was a very good place. We call it heaven. Lots of amazing insights we can glean about what may await us in the end of our days. But Peter Sorkier is back with us today, former pastor, now Christian therapeutic life coach, who leads Peter Empowering You. And after a very significant episode of grief and loss recently, these sorts of things have become very alive in what Peter is leading some of her her clients through. Peter's back with us. Hi, Peter. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Peter, some people will say, is heaven real? And sometimes you can be led by your own emotions or things that you might have heard on social media and say, oh, no, that can't be real. I'm just going to go along with it. And, you know, everything finishes when you die. But uh, that's not really uh, a sensible or wise position because we can understand from history and from the accounts that we hear from people that Heaven is a real place that we ought to look forward to. Mm. The accounts from people who have had experiences of near death, and certainly the Bible speaks about heaven more than 700 times. So we can say, well, there's no heaven. We can believe that when we die, we die. But there are accounts of people who were sceptical about heaven and have been through an experience, of a near-death experience, and have come back absolutely in love with Jesus and professing Christianity. So change from uh, no faith to faith. And then, of course, you have the actual death experience of Jesus himself who came back from the dead and after three days and didn't alter those sorts of things that he had his disciples anticipating that there is a place that he has prepared for them. So heaven is a very real place from someone who's been there to prepare it and someone who has encouraged his disciples that this is a real place. Yes, and as Bible-believing Christians... If the, hev- if the Bible says there's a heaven, if Jesus says there's a heaven, there's a heaven. We believe it by faith, don't we? And it's, it's not something that's mentioned once or twice, but more than 700 times. And uh, he goes there to prepare a place. There's some beautiful scriptures as you look through the Bible about heaven. There's one in Revelation where it tells us a little bit about what it'll be like, and I'll just refer to it now. In Revelations 22, uh, my father's house has many mansions. That's from John. But in Revelations, pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And the middle of its street on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits. And there'll be no more curses. The throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. 
and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. There will be no night, no need for lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. So this idea that there's no need for sun or moon and there's no night and the light all emanates from God is quite amazing to me. It's, it, it says it in Revelations, but people that have had this experience where they have perhaps been close to death and have come back describe this same sort of thing, this light that is not daylight or moon night, but some other deep light that they have never experienced before coming from a man who is God, who is Jesus. Yes, and getting your head around that's not easy. And for a very secular-minded people as we are these days in Australia, uh, thinking about heaven is far from people's thoughts until a family member or a close friend or a work colleague, in fact, dies. Then the thought of heaven comes alive. Uh, This was the case for you, too. Uh, perhaps uh, in some days gone by when you've thought deeply about these things on losing a friend. Mm, mm. Particularly because these friends, this one of seven and another one who's got a terminal illness, um, they don't necessarily profess faith in Jesus Christ. But the interesting thing is that they talk about heaven now. So when... When there is death before us, whether we have that faith or not, we want to believe in heaven because we don't want to be parted from our loved ones. And so I think this is a very good time for us as Christians to come alongside those people that don't know the Lord, that have lost someone, and encourage them in the afterlife and the possibilities of what that means. Do you think we talk about heaven enough? Because with so many hundreds and hundreds of references in the Bible, uh, perhaps we ought to be talking about it more. I think you're right, Neil, because because I've been interested in it because of my friends. Um, I have certainly found all the scriptures that I can, and I certainly haven't found hundreds, but I've found many, that give me a lot of encouragement and a lot of peace. And I think that we are so consumed with our lives on the planet, on the earth, and how much time we've got and staying here for as long as we can and being healthy. I wonder if we really do 100% believe in heaven. I wonder if we want to have everything that we can in this life and we hope there's a heaven. But we don't want, really want to think about death. I think that's probably pretty normal. Well, for the Christian, it's a little bit like a utopian dream, although utopia normally refers to what you could see in the here and now on planet Earth. But it is a idealistic way of thinking about what God has prepared for us. And But it's not based on just someone's thoughts and ideas about what might be nice. It's based on what Jesus has told us already in advance. So coming from Jesus himself, uh, the thought of being a place where there is no more evil, no more dying, no more pain, this is a very, very good thing to be holding on to when you're going through tough times and even facing your own crisis. Perhaps you're even facing a crisis where you may die yourself. Yes, yes. It's wonderful to have that knowledge of where we are going to go when life is tough. And I think often of uh, Johnny Erickson Tarder, who 
is trapped in her body and has been for many years but loves to talk about heaven and how she's going to be able to run free. So I think it is a, a wonderful place to think about and to acknowledge and to know that we're going to go there. But also it says that we're going to do work in heaven, that, that there will be work and we'll plant vineyards and we'll pick the crops. So there is going to be something for us to do. And so I'm thinking that perhaps this life on earth is in preparation for uh, that life in heaven. So I believe that I want to do as much as I can on this earth to grow and prepare myself for the, the afterlife and also to be there for others that don't know about the afterlife yet so that we can take them. Always inspired by that scripture that says uh, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And yes. this hope that we have, a hope of an eternity with Christ because he is Lord and our Saviour. Uh, there's a certain sense in which the strength that we have today to face the issues and the crises and the challenges of our lives today come because we think of life with Christ. But that's really an image of what is expected, heaven. Mm. Mm. It's the hope of heaven. So that's a title that I'm um, preaching on, the hope of heaven. And that's what we have, isn't it? That no matter what we're going through, we are going to have that hope. We have that hope and we are going to live in that hope. And it's going to be more than we could possibly imagine. Um, and so I think... Yeah, hope is something that keeps us very healthy. Scientifically, it's it's a researched virtue. And the more hope we have, the healthier we are, the longer we live, and the better we do with all our well-being markers, relationally and every other way. And the interesting thing about hope is that people of faith have a better um, amount of hope. They have more hope than people without faith. So here you have hope. We have a hope in the future, but that hope transports us or transfers to this hope on, our, on this earth and in this earth to make us healthier, wealthier, wiser. <laughs> it's a simple question you've been asking. Is heaven real? And really, you've got to rely on people to have their own thoughts and let those develop and mature because uh, you can't just tell someone heaven is real. There's something that seems to have to happen in the individual. And, of course, when you have faith in Christ, very much easier to be able to understand and appreciate what he has planned for us because that's what we call heaven. But if you haven't got any concept of Christ, if you don't have any relationship with him, then these things are going to be very airy-fairy, aren't they? Mm, that's right. And certainly that's what my concern was with my friends thinking, well, they want heaven. They don't necessarily want to know about Christ, but that's the only way. That's the only way to God the Father. That was the, the Bible is clear on that. And so I think this is the time where we need to be there for those that are grieving, those that are lost, um, so that they can have this hope in heaven as well, but the same hope that we have. Uh, it's I know when it talks about in Ephesians 6 and it talks about the armour of God and we put on the shoes of peace because of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is we believe in Jesus Christ and we are saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell to go to heaven. So even in our armour as we fight the daily battles, we can be at peace, we can have hope knowing where we're going at the end of all this.
Peter, sometimes we wonder about how we broach a conversation with a family member or a friend who has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Uh, They're uh, really at risk of dying. Is heaven a way of broaching a conversation about faith that may lead to a person putting their faith in Christ, do you think? Mm. I've certainly thought very carefully about this, Neil, because I did not and don't want to Bible bash anyone I don't want to come down too heavy on my friends that are struggling with grief and loss and perhaps terminal conditions. Um, But still, the information that I have, they need. They need that. But what I know, they don't know. After many, many years of studying the Bible and prayer and reading about heaven, uh, I have the knowledge that they don't have. And people perish for lack of knowledge, the Bible tells us. So I found some ways in which I can bring that message to them in a gentle way, even asking them, do you have any questions about heaven? Even that has been a simple question that I've asked my friends. And the answer I got was, not yet, but I'm warming towards it. And we might expect that there will be a lot of people who are open to a conversation like that about what is coming, heaven And when you are warming towards that, it may well be an opportunity to be able to share Christ and that he might be Lord and Saviour in that person's life. Uh, Peter Sorkia leading a series around these issues of heaven. Peter's a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. You can connect with Peter at peterempoweringyou.com. She also has a couple of books, Unfrazzle and Redazzle, and another one called Inquisitive, peterempoweringyou.com. Peter, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.